Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Motivation Monday. Relationship Lounge, Reveal and Heal. I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Motivation Monday. I'm Coach Deb. You know, you can't heal unless you reveal. I have child high again this morning. And this is a part two, guys. This is a part two to that amazing part one story where she shared how God had brought, has brought her so far. Such an amazing story. It was delicious to the ears to see how she has overcome. But part two is going to be a continuation. She's going to share her continued journey. Now, remember, there's so much more to the story. She's even writing a book. So, hey, y'all need to stay tuned and you need to make sure you're listening so you can get access to information how to get that book when she is done with it. You know, when I think about the goodness of the Lord and all he's done for me, you know, I just want to shout about it. I just want to shout hallelujah. The theme this morning remains the same. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be today? And I know that applies to us all. So, you know, go ahead and tag your friends, tag your enemies, tag anyone that you know that need a good word this morning to motivate and inspire them, letting them know that they're not the only one that's going through, they're not the only one that's been through, that we're all in this thing together, that if what God did for me, he'll do for you, what God did for child, he'll do for you, he's a deliverer, and he's a healer, so go ahead and tag up everybody, tag people you don't even know. Tag your Facebook friends, tag up everybody to be a part of this beautiful message that's going to be conveyed this morning. I'm so excited. I'm going to let her take her liberty and share because that's what God has ordained me to do this morning. He has ordained me to allow her to speak because she has a word from him this morning. We can be followed on all social media. So I want you guys to make sure that you let everybody know that they can follow us on Relationship Lounge, uh, the YouTube, IG, and Facebook, and all the podcast outlets. Ciao. Good morning to you, beautiful. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> Such a pleasure to have you this morning. I've been so antsy about you coming back. It just wasn't enough the first time. It wasn't Amen. enough. I just wanted more. And I know that it's more to your journey as it is for all of us. I just feel like you wasn't done. And I'm so grateful that you were in that place as well to share some more. I want you to take your liberty this morning and let God use you. Amen. Um, so first and foremost, let me be absolutely transparent for anybody that is looking for the relatability. Um, I've been in intentional healing for a couple of years now, a few years now. I've been under the truth of God for 10 years now, um, but the personal application has been within the last few years. Um, and from the last time that I spoke on Reveal and Heal, whew, a lot of emotions have, have been brought back, have been resurfaced. And I am not below anybody to let you know that I had to have a counseling moment. I had to get on the phone and I had to get my focus reshifted um, because when we get to the place of revealing what we're healing from, um, a lot of times we don't, we don't go into the situation thinking that, um, oh, I'm not healed from this place. We go into the situation saying, I feel, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I went crazy. Like, not, I didn't go crazy. I didn't go crazy. Let me rephrase that. I almost went crazy because I almost got sucked back into the same thought patterns and same ideas. And whew, thank goodness for godly counsel because I was able to get my focus back. Um, I had actually a family trigger. Well, there we go with the word trigger. Um, I had a family meeting that um, caused me to experience certain emotions. And while I'm there, let me go ahead and break that down. Um, in my counseling moment, I was told, be careful with your verbiage. Um, when I first started the healing process, I 
absolutely owned every trigger. You know what I'm saying? I understood, okay, I got that trigger from her. I got that trigger from him. I got that trigger from this situation. I got that trigger from this. I got this trigger, right? And not a lot of people have been through the same things that I've been through. So I was able to own those triggers as my own, which is not in the beginning, it's not bad to understand triggers. Um, it's not bad to use that terminology because you're able to relate to something. You're able to see yourself. You're able to see your behavior. You're able to see their behavior. You're able to see the connection between the two. Um, like you're able to see it. You're able to call it for what it is. It's like going to the doctor and the doctor telling you that you have diabetes, right? But you're not gonna walk around if you want healing and talk about, my diabetes. I've, I've got diabetes. You're not going to walk around proclaiming that, right? Instead, what you're going to say is the doctor said I had diabetes, but God, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had to, I had to really think about the word trigger and how I was owning those, those feelings as my own, whenever I, I titled them as my trigger. So I changed it to, with the help of Pastor Holly, um, I changed it to my emotions. I'm experiencing those emotions because they're similar to something that happened to me in the past. You get what I'm saying? Um, and that got me to thinking about um, the scripture. Uh, will you, will you, do you got access to a Bible? Yes. Can you open up 2 Timothy 1.7 and read that? Because this scripture is absolutely the foundation of my healing. Anytime, it, even before the counseling moment um, this past week, this scripture went through my mind. I proclaimed this thing over myself because he, this is a promise that God gave me. This is a promise that God gave us. It's not just me individually. It's something that collectively, this is what he promises us. Will you read it for me? Did you say 2 Timothy 1 and 7? Yes, ma'am. Chapter 1, verse 7. Okay. For the spirit, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Now, that is from the national. Uh, uh, Can you read it from, from the, the uh, Yes, ma'am. Okay. Y'all can pull y'all Bibles out while we're doing this <laughs> okay from the king james version um i have for god hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind that those two words sound mind god gave me a sound mind he promises me in that scripture he says the word is his his living word right that is his voice his Every, that's our love letter. To, he gave us that love letter to tell us about ourselves. He told me about myself in that in that sentence. Sound mind. So anytime that I get in a place where I feel like I'm overwhelmed with the emotions that I'm being reminded of, um, I have to remind myself I have a sound mind. What what happened to me in my past was supposed to make me crazy. It was supposed to make me be everywhere. It was supposed to make me up and down in my relationship with God. It was supposed to make me not see my my truth because of the facts. Like it that's what it was supposed to do to me. But God said I have a sound mind, and the way that I have a sound mind is by renewing my mind with His Word every day. <laughs> you understand? And this is this brings me back to the conversation last week where I was a victim. I absolutely was a victim. There is no doubt that I was a victim to the villains that were in my life. The people who, who did me wrong, did me wrong. And I am validated in that stance. That's my story. That's where I came from. But that's what they did to me. Now, what did I allow myself to walk into? What did I allow myself to be conditioned into? And this brings me to my book, Hello, Karen. Karen was created from the trauma that I had experienced and the entitlement that I had been conditioned to thinking that I had. 
Um, in the beginning of my book, I, I, I explained, you know, I saw trauma, I saw all these things happen, I saw all these whatever, but it didn't matter because I had in the back of my mind that in America, when you got married, you had everything in order. You had your white picket fence mentality, you had your wife, husband, children, you get your job, you get your car, you get all these things, you make sure that you go to church, you make sure that you you cry on the altar and you beg God to not send you to hell one day, like this whole standard um that you got like that's what I got sucked into when I first got with Brandon I really had the idea that he was supposed to give me some sort of perfect life that he was supposed to be the solution to all the trauma that I had experienced and it absolutely crushed my entirety whenever he told me that he could not deliver these things for me but I had this sense of entitlement that he had to deliver it to me because he was my husband it didn't make any sense. I pushed my husband away because he was not the picture perfect man that I thought he should have been. And that's the reality that we get to because we think we put so much emphasis on people. We put so much emphasis on trying to, to make our out, especially white culture, especially religious white culture. We get this idea that if we get this picture perfect mentality, we have everything on the outside looking good, then we're good. But none of us really deal with the heart of the situation. Like I said last week, you can change your behavior all day. You can make everything look real pretty if you want to, but if you don't deal with your heart, you're going to just create new behaviors with the same exact heart. You know, you know what I'm saying? You're going to create, if you don't own your sound mind, if you don't really understand the renewal of your mind, if you don't understand correction, if you don't understand growth, if you don't understand process, if you don't want these things, you're going to be this person. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what that's what my book is explaining. Karen is not random. Karen is not some some person that just popped up out of the blue one day. Karen is conditioned. Karen is sick. Karen needs therapy. Karen needs help. Karen needs God. And and not the God that we get we get on the religious Bible Belt of America. God, I'm talking about the God that is the truth, the God Yahweh, Elohim, the Prince of Peace. We're not talking about the religious either. The magnifying God or magnifying glass on a hill um, of ants, not that God. The God that is full of love and absolutely corrects you in his love to shape your mind into his thoughts, shape your mind into his operations and to be able to experience heaven on earth. Um, I feel like I'm just going crazy <laughs> it's, going it's, it's going I, 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 just, I had to get to the place where I I understood I understood I was a victim but I don't have to continue being a victim right and I had to separate myself from that mentality because if I continued operating in the place of victimization um I would have I would have never tapped into any type of feeling because everybody was a villain to me everybody was it didn't matter if you didn't see life the way that I saw life. If you didn't understand what I understood because of what I've been through, then you were a villain. You know what I'm saying? And then being constructed under the religious mindset in America, I felt like if you didn't believe the way that I believed, even though I was jacked up on the inside and I was totally putting up these walls, seeming like I was something perfect, but I really wasn't. Um, I, I told, I lost my thought. Um, we were all jacked up. We are, we, we are all jacked up, but being conditioned in the religious consciousness, being condi conditioned under this, this America, we really do get in the position where we feel like if we, if we find success in marriage, if we find success in the home, if we find success in business, if we find success in ministry and make it look successful, then we've made it we don't have to work on anything else but what we're really doing is we're just putting our sickness into the other systems that we're we're putting ourselves into does that make okay. sense we're yes. spreading the sickness because we're taking our limitations we're taking our mindset we're taking our hurt we're taking our bitterness we're taking our superiority we're taking our everything into situations um let me look when I was when I was in the place of victimization, and I, which I have to pull myself from and be very intentional not to be um, in, I would I would be in the places of superiority. I 
I would seclude myself. I would walk around with bitterness. Um, and the crazy thing was I was over vocal. I was, I was very much attention seeking, even though I was completely broken and completely hurt. I had this mask on that I was something perfect, like I've been saying. Um, and then I was absolutely not available to any type of healing because I had in this, I had this thought in my mind that I am the way I am. Situations created me. I, I went through this and I had to go through that because that created who I am. That limited my healing. That, that, that's, that, was, that was putting a cap on God because that's me going to him telling him, I don't want you to work on my stuff. I don't want you to, to challenge my superior thoughts. I don't want you to challenge my religious thoughts. I don't want you to challenge my bitterness or my unforgiveness. That's the way I am. I'm not challenging. I'm not allowing him to renew my mind in that way. I'm not allowing him to give me my sound mind. I'm telling him in that moment, uh -uh. <laughs> that's who I am. Because we get, we get to the place where we feel like situations created me, not God. That's, that's opposite to the belief. You know what I'm saying? When you allow the situations to create you, that's something completely different than what God created you to be. God created you to be loving. God created you to see the situation that he saw. God created you to have empathy. God created you to have uh, grace. God created you to grow. God created, you know what I'm saying? Like God created you to be something completely different than what the situation tried to make you be. The situation tried to shut you down and shut you up and make you boast yourself as something else. That's crazy. You know, um, that, that the biggest part of me pulling myself from the superior thought, me pulling myself from, um, from this place of feeling like I didn't need to heal was <laughs> self-reflection yeah. and not self-reflection in psychological terms, because I did turn to that at one point in time. I overloaded myself with psychology or psychology like I went to college I'm going to college and that was my degree like psychology and two years prior to that I was really diving into psychology just because I wanted to understand the human mind Ooh, that was bad I didn't I, I wasn't putting God in it I wasn't mm. putting my my everything that I had learned um prior to the psychology. I wasn't, I wasn't applying my truth to the human mind. You know what I'm saying? So I started getting this, um, yet again, perpetuating the superior thought. I was thinking that I was something greater because I got this understanding of the human mind. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? But when I started reflecting against God, and not my ideas of self, I was like, oh, dear Lord Jesus, I have got myself sucked right back into the same things. I've got, um, I've still got this bitterness because I'm looking at the human mind um, in the way of they should have known better. You know what I'm saying? Like I was a child and they shouldn't have treated me that way because of um, my mind when I was a child, they should have known that what they was doing was wrong and all this stuff. And it put me in a place of just like, I don't even, I needed God to reflect upon. I needed to self-evaluate with his reflection. Um, and that's, that's what caused the sound mind. That's what caused me to walk into my truth of owning my sound mind instead of trying to make it happen. Does that make sense? Am I yes. making sense? <laughs> well, see, it doesn't uh, all make sense to you. You're speaking to people that are all different, but yet the message is the same. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you're being used. Allow God to use you. Proceed. Okay. So um, one of the things that was created from this stance and from this conditioning is that I had to be independent. I had to do things on my own. I had to go forward and be the hero of my story. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I overloaded myself with the psychology. That's why I overloaded myself with the facts and the, the information. I overloaded myself with facts of America. Like I was, oh my God, I was angry. I was hurt. I felt betrayed by, by my teachers. I felt betrayed by my parents. I felt betrayed by God. I felt like I didn't understand why, God. Why did you allow me to go through these things and, and let me be tricked for so many years? Like I was so, 
I was so angry because I didn't go to God for the understanding. I went to the world for understanding. I went to the textbook for understanding, man. Um, and so I, I, I overdid the, ind the independence. I needed to be independent. I needed to understand things by myself and do things by myself and da, 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 da. limit myself to myself. That's what I did. Um, and I think we were in a, a, a Bible study one day and Pastor Hadley, he probably said it a million times, but in that day, I heard it differently with different ears. And he said, um, it's, not, it's not independence that we need because God did not create us to be independent creatures. He created us to be relational, mm. point blank period. We're not supposed to be alone even God is not alone you know what I'm saying God mm. the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost um there's the Trinity there's the relational component that we need so the independent factor is doing harm to me because I'm not growing from anything as a matter of I'm taking myself to the situation as if I'm the savior um for myself and others um that's what the state of independence brings us to but he said Look at it more of trying to bring your individual individuality out. Um, he was like, there's a grave difference between um, being independent and being an individual. Um, an individual embraces who they are. An individual understands, I'll, I'll just use myself as an example. I understand I'm an author. I understand that I'm a songwriter. I understand that I'm a psalmist. I'm a prophetess. I understand these things. Um, but in independence, I wouldn't be able to understand these things because if I was independent and by myself, then who are the songs for? Who are the books for? Who's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, for what? For, you're a one-man band? You're doing this by yourself? You, I was, I was, one of my family members, I'm not going to say who it was, is a, a very big in ministry right now. Um, and they've got this idea that they don't have to go to anybody else. They don't have to ask anybody else about God. They're just going to God and they're getting everything that they need from God from their own understanding. They don't have to ask anybody else. They're just going to Jesus himself. And I understand that. I get it because you need to have a personal relationship with God, point blank period. Um, that is the foundation of everything. You can't even love yourself without having a, a relationship with God, but it gets messed up when you put yourself in the place of the savior because if you say that you don't need nobody else then that means that everybody else needs you and that's jacked up G you need jesus i need jesus we all need jesus jesus is a standard um so if you go to the equation thinking that you're the only one that can can you're the independent you know what I'm saying? You're the, the lone ranger. You're the one that has time with Jesus on your own. Then you're the savior now. And you think that everybody else is supposed to just bow down to you. That that takes me to the, um, to the white conditioning, okay? This is something that a lot of white religious people have dealt with. I'm not going to say every. Uh, yes, I am every white religious person, that is perfect to say that, um, every white, white religious person that I've met um, has had the same type of conditioning, right? There's only been a handful of spiritual white people. Mind you, what I said, the difference between a religious white person and a spiritual white person, um, a spiritual white person understands that there's more to the story. You know what I'm saying? That they're a part of the network. They're a part of the growing. They're a part of. Um, they're a part of the bigger picture. They're not just this independent, independent uh, religion that everybody else has to succumb to, and you have to do this or you're dying and going to hell. Like the spiritual white person, I've, they understand that it's relationship, not religion. But the religious white person has been conditioned to believe that these operations and these standards of superiority, these standards of control, these standards of my diversity, what I think diversity look, these standards and stuff, this is it. These, the, what we say is how it's gonna be fixed. What we say um, is, is, is 
it. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even almost close to it. We as white people being conditioned under the religious law, under the white Christ, we have to understand that first off, the white Christ is not even the truth. Like we have to understand that this, this whole nation has been created under the influence of people thinking that they were the savior, that they were going out and they were creating a perfect nation. Um, Christopher Columbus had the same ideas as Hitler whenever he came to the Americas thinking that he was about to create a perfect nation under God, in God we trust. What God are you trusting? What God are you trusting? Because my God is all about diversity. My God is about unity. My God is about love. He's not about mass genocide. He's not about you killing and, and colonizing. And he's not about anything that the foundation of America is about. But yet white America has pride in it and say, in God we trust. That's where we get tricked. We think that we really have the standard of what it is. We're independent in our religion. We think that we're, we've got it all. And it's jacked up. It absolutely has I can't say it has hindered it has helped understanding my conditioning in my healing process because a lot of the things that I've dealt with in the past 11 years of my marriage has been because of the white conditioning that I've had because I think I have to take my my uh, independence to the situation and everybody has to understand what I understand instead of me coming into the situation understanding that there's many different views and there's many different parts of understanding that I need to gain um, that's that's been the biggest part of my under like my healing taking myself out of the position of savior taking myself out of control taking myself out of these, these ideas of just thinking that I'm the one that's got it all together. I'm the one that's got the, the, the whole plan. You know, you know what I'm saying? What white conditioned America feels. And the, the thing is, I, I keep saying white conditioned America, but you have Spanish people, you have black people, you have all types of other people that assimilate to the standard that they, they get this white picket fence mentality and and they serve this white christ they think they got it all together you see it everywhere you go into the churches and you have this church that promotes diversity you have this church that promotes all this stuff because they got uh spanish people white people italian people black people wh whatever the case may be you got all these different looks but they've all assimilated to one standard what type of leadership do you have in there do you have black leadership do you have hispanic leadership and are you are that is that leader if you do is that leadership assimilating to your control and your systems or are you allowing those different cultures to come into your church and open up their mind are you allowing to be and are you allowing them to be individuals or are you thinking that you're the independent religion that they have to assimilate to there's a, di a grave difference between you just putting a whole bunch of uh different races together and calling it diversity between a whole bunch of different races being put together and the cultures coming together and expanding together and understanding each other and building from that. That's diversity. One of the examples that I got, look at Miss Debra, you got me preaching. One of the examples that I got uh, that God gave me a couple of months ago was that of a cake. If you think about this, if you have a vanilla cake, you have a three tier cake, vanilla cake, and the baker goes in and he puts in different color sprinkles into the cake right? All throughout the cake, okay? You look at the cake and you think to yourself, I bet that's good. And he throws a little bit of dye in there. So you're thinking maybe it's a little bit of strawberry in there, um, puts a little bit of brown coloring in there. So you're thinking maybe it's a strawberry and chocolate swirl cake or whatever. And you bite into the cake and it's vanilla. There's no change. It tastes the same exact way. There's no, there's no, there's nothing to the sprinkles or the dye. It's just, it just appears to be a, stra a strawberry or a chocolate cake, right? But the problem is that is the church of America right now because we think that we put these different colors into the mix and we think that we put these sprinkles and all this stuff into the mix that we've got a different cake, but it's the same exact cake. It tastes the same exact way. You got the same exact systems. You got the same exact words. You got the same exact standard. You got the same exact ideas that we're basing everything off of and nothing is being challenged to change in the church. What, 
it is like there's a shift because obviously I'm, I'm part of the church there's other people just like me that's seeing the same thing that's why I said there are some of those spiritual white people where you're like whoo all right let's go let's let's get let's have some momentum because they understand that the sprinkles and the dye is just appearance sake it's just changing the appearance it's not changing the structure the order or the taste of the cake the church of america needs to be less like the sprinkled cake and more like the marbled cake with actual chocolate um cake batter and vanilla cake batter and strawberry cake batter the actual ingredients you need the strawberries you need the syrup you need the cocoa bean you need the vanilla bean you need all these different essentials to these cake batters to taste the marble cake and that's what unity is going to look like in the church we have to take we have to take ourselves past under thinking that thinking that everything in the past is the standard. We have to really look at the truth of Christ, look at where he came from, understanding, understand his teachings, not by our limited understanding, not by what we bring to the text, not by what our situations bring to the text, but what he actually meant in the text. Like really understand what the Christ came for. Understand that he was a prophetic word in himself. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't just this independent factor in it either he was prophesied from the beginning people spoke about his name before he even came because people were connected to the connection you know what i'm saying is they never limited themselves to the idea and they prophesied christ into the making everything has to do with relationship everything has to do with networking everything has to do with understanding that we are not some independent culture that has all the answers like yeah <laughs> i love it now, to bring it in, as we prepare to, to close, I want you to bring uh, clarity to the healing process um, for those that are listening that don't really deal with a religious background, but yet because of your healing, you're seeing things in a wide range. It's like, because of your healing, you're just able to see it's like once you were blind, but now you can see. That is so amazing. So I want you to speak to the people that um, really got you when you stated the fact that we're all conditioned to feel a thing, to think a certain way. Uh, the root of that, is based off of learned behavior and things that we witnessed and you know we've seen and we were taught and look mm -hmm. at you today look at you you're just a big ball of gracious understanding and spreading the word that it's not what you think it's not what you thought this is the way it is so you have stated that our healing consists of finding ourselves and understanding why, you know, we became and why we're in a place. It, it, it's not because of our, you know, our own being, but so many things, so many things. I recommend that anyone that's in a mixed relationship, you know, with any other uh, race, that they really listen to this because the, the healing in marriages and relationships and friendships, um, it's to do with understanding where you come from and recognizing the work that needs to be done in you individually. I love it that you and Brandon have come to that place to where it's like, okay, I get it, you're stating. I, I was conditioned to think away, so I wanted you to, to, I wanted, I, you know, I tried to make you understand that with the superiority or you feeling like you're conditioned to be below somebody. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's a conditioned way of thinking. So speak to some people right now well, that have all, children. That, that are in back, I'm sorry. You're fine. It all leads back to fear. Okay. Fear of being in control, fear of not um, appearing to be perfect, fear of um, fear of addressing, fear of oh Lord, 
it's just fear. There's so much fear that's involved when it comes to the inferior and the superior thought. Um, and the reason I put so much emphasis on God is because God has been my focus. If it had not been for God, even last week when I did my counseling moment, like if it had not been for the focus of God, I'd be a mess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His standard is so beautiful. And it's not, I cannot emphasize enough, not the standard that we're taught in Sunday school. There's so much deeper. There's such a deeper understanding to God than what we're taught in, in America, you know, what the idea of God is. And if you're in a, in a mixed relationship and maybe, maybe you've experienced trauma, maybe you haven't, that doesn't matter. And, and it doesn't even matter if you've been um, in church and you've been raised religiously. We've all been conditioned to believe um, white is right. It's almost nearly impossible for us to not be conditioned this way whenever this nation was created off, off of every off the hate that it was created on and then they put in god we trust and then put the white jesus on top of it like white culture can't help but feel superior because that's what this nation was built on that's what this it's it's oh it's so tragic but if you're in the place you're in the place where you're in uh interracial relationship and you've seen trauma or you've seen hurt either or start really challenging yourself to understand why you have that haughty feeling, why you have that I need to be independent feeling, why you have that um, superior thought, why you feel like um, you're entitled to something. If, if, if you're a, a white person that is in an interracial relationship, be available to those questions, be available to that correction, find godly counsel. That's another thing that I'm, I'm glad that I uh, spoke about because I was actually on, TikTok the other day and I saw this young man get on TikTok and he was expressing his his heart and he was crying in his story like he did a, like 46 different videos telling his story it was tragic I couldn't even watch it because I was I was about to cry it hurt my heart for him and in that moment I prayed to God God please let him have godly counsel God please let him have somebody there that has some sort of reflection of you because it's so important for us to see his reflection in those moments because if we don't then we're going to be basing our idea of healing off of our independence you know what i'm saying instead of gaining our individuality from the reflection of god it's it's totally contra like it, it con contradicts our growth it contradicts our moving forward it contradicts everything when we take our understanding of self to the healing situation we have to we have to look at god i have to look at god i have to understand who god is for me to move forward because control issues can't exist whenever i'm looking for the movement of god um superiority issues don't exist whenever i, I understand the systems of god whenever i understand the love of god there's a red boss <laughs> um let me roll my windows up but there's there's an understanding that comes whenever i use him as my reflection and not myself so if you're in this place where you're in a mixed whether you're in a mixed relationship in uh, marriage, mixed relationship in employment, mixed relationship in church, whatever, whatever the mix is, like, understand that your limited understanding is not the standard. Understand that you can bring value to the situation just by being your individual self, but your independent thought that you've been conditioned to, baby, that's not the standard. And you got to understand when you go to other places, it's not your job to be everybody else's savior. It's your job to understand the Christ in the situation and pull the growth from the situation and understand too, you're no longer the victim to any of anything that anybody else does. You've got to get to the point where you understand that you are the victor because you are understanding your growth, your process, and everything outside of what you've been conditioned to. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. I want you to take this time to let everybody know how they can uh, how they can uh, reach out to you. Do you um, mind anyone contacting you to uh, to share, to talk? You know, maybe you can give them an encouraging word and, you know, help them to see things 
uh, the way you do, you know, lead them to Christ, you know, because it's understood that you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't for the Lord. Right. And where he brought me to. Um, this is something I was telling my husband. I don't have all the answers. I'll talk to you any day. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me anywhere. Message me. Talk to me. I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, I'm here for you and I'll talk, but you need to have godly counsel around you and not godly counsel. Like I said, that we was taught in Sunday school and all, go to a different race. <laughs> if you're white, go to a black pastor, allow yourself to be under another culture, allow yourself to be taught from another place of understanding so you can understand self in a different way. Um, if you're in the Cartersville area, if you're in the Northwest region, anywhere, come to where I go. I'm, it's, it's, I mean, that's where I've found my healing. That's where I've, I'm still growing in my healing. That's where I'm being counseled. That's where I'm being, um, I'm, I'm molded and shaped there. I know that there's bigger things to come. I know that um, there's greater things in the midst, but the only reason that I know that there's greater things in the midst and greater things to come is because where I've been placed. Get yourself in a place to where there's true healing, where you're really reflecting on Yahweh. You're reflecting on Elohim. You're not, you're not reflecting on the, the ideas that people have about Elohim, but you're really reflecting on his truth. Get in a place to where it's no more fabrication. Get to a place to where you can challenge your racist behaviors, where you can challenge your racist conditioning, where you can challenge the Karen and the kin inside of you, where you can challenge that, that victim that's actually turning you into the villain. Get into those places that challenge you to grow don't be afraid of healing don't be afraid of godly counsel coming to you and saying hey you're white showing <laughs> like your white conditioning baby you got to you got to really shape up on this thing you got to understand you're not always in control you're not the independent factor you are not the standard and it's not you don't need to be in a place that's going to condemn you and make you feel like you're just some horrible person for experiencing these things but Get in a place that really is godly counsel that will lead you to understanding that you are a great individual. You have so much purpose inside of you. You have so much value just in you being you in your story, but understand you're not the independent factor. You got to understand that relationship is key, that growing in the network is key. You got to understand that other understandings are way more valuable than just yours alone. That's the only way that we're going to get to real unity, un real diversity, to real healing. Um, don't just reveal what they did to you, but reveal what you did to you. Reveal what you allowed for yourself. Reveal the systems and the operations that you continue in because you're so stuck on this being the standard. Reveal those things about you. Reveal those places that you continue to take your place your, yourself back to. Reveal those things. Start understanding that these triggers are not yours. They're just emotions that you keep feeling from past experiences. Understand that these people that you're gaining relationships with, that you're under, you're seeing them being human, understand that you're feeling these emotions that seem like they're the villain, but they're really not. They're in their own process. And the God that's inside of you that you're learning about can be the God that can help them. Not because you're in conquer mode, but because you're in being mode. You're not out trying to do something and force something to happen but you're actually in the process and you're moving forward in the process of God and you're really constantly pushing and you're you're constantly <laughs> taking yourself in front of God and reflecting yourself upon him and his standard stop taking yourself to the people stop thinking that that you got to get this validation from people you got to get this validation from your actions you got to get your, this validation from your behaviors go to God and really want your true your true healing when you reflect upon God and you have godly counsel I promise godly counsel will always be a confirmation it will never feel like a rejection it will never feel like it's hurting it will never feel like you are just a failure when you go up and you really have the reflection of God and then you go to your godly counsel and they confirm everything inside of you that's when your true healing will come when you really stand in front of God and you take your guard off you open up your heart and you allow him to have open heart surgery on you whether it be from the things that they did whether it be the things that you allowed yourself to do whether it be the things that you allowed yourself to be whatever the case may be take yourself 
completely raw to God. Take your limits off, take your understanding away from it, allow your understanding to be challenged and grow from your place of trauma. You are no longer the victim when you stand up and understand that God has created you to be the victor. He has created you to have a sound mind, which means that you understand more than what you've been taught to understand. You understand from his point of view. When you're a part of the, 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 the connection with God, it's absolutely impossible. It's impossible for you not to grow in a godly space. You will be able to see what is godly and you will be able to see what is toxic. And you, my friend, <laughs> have to put yourself in the relationship with God. You have to really be adamant about challenging everything that you've been taught to grow past everything and grow. Yeah, that's it. Wow, what a close. Mercy. Tell everybody about this fantastic church. That <laughs> uh, Unity Worship. And man of God that has been such a great man in helping with your healing. I'm sorry. Unity Worship. Unity Worship. Yes, Unity Worship up in Cartersville. Um, what is uh, the, the 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 biggest the biggest thing that is taught here motive matters what's your motive is your motive god or is your motive self basically what i'm saying i promise you it's etched into my everything motive matters why are you here why are you in church why are you in marriage why are you continuing these relationships i'm, I'm not saying that you have to stop going to church and all this stuff but why evaluate the why of what you're doing are you in the relationship with god because you're trying to qualify for heaven one day are you in your your process of healing because you're trying to qualify for a position are you what is your motive behind everything you know what i'm saying that's the premise of unity worship and it's been challenging um, at first, I would, oh my God, bless Pastor Holly's little soul. <laughs> um, at first, I was offended about everything. And I was that person too, that went to a black church, married to a black man who also was going around talking about, I don't see color, going around talking about all lives matter and all this stuff. I was completely oblivious to my conditioning. Um, but this church and the people in it, um, one person I'm thinking about is uh, Nikki Gaynor. That that little chick, she is this little ball of fire, but she has absolutely been a big moment, a big relationship in my healing process. Um, just the, the different types of relationships that I've had all throughout Unity Worship um, over the past 10 years, it's really grown me to the place of understanding that there's more to my understanding. Um, Unity Worship literally has pulled the authentic nature of Shao out and I, I I used to be bold and just loud and just look at me, look at me, look at me. Like I was just everywhere all the time trying to get attention because I was this little broken soul. But I made the appearance that I was just perfect and all this stuff. And Unity Worship, the family of Unity Worship, the Church of Unity Worship, the teachings of Unity Worship of Sebastian Holly um, has literally been a pillow for me to land on. Um, it all the hard things that I've realized about myself, my control issues, manipulation that I was taught in the church. Um, don't, we'll take another hour on that. Um, but all these things that I was taught was challenged in unity worship. Um, and like I said, I think I said it in the, the last interview, if you want to get a feel for Pastor Holly's books or, or preaching style, you can get his books um, or you can look, I, I post the sermons all the time. Like he, every Sunday he goes live on uh, Unity Worship's page. Um, you can listen to him on live. You can stream live with us. Um, just listen to the, the truth that is brought from here. Something I appreciated about Unity Worship is it was never focused on behaviors. It was never focused, like the whole idea was the heart. Like the whole idea is the heart, not was. The whole idea is the heart. Um, what is your heart behind? the situation motive matters. So if you're looking for a church in the Cartersville area or the Northwest area, um, Unity Worship has been absolutely the place where I have grown. I've never been to a church like this. It doesn't just, it, it's not a place that screams, oh, we have a diverse look. Um, we are called Unity Worship because we understand the unity of God. Um, we understand <laughs> that it's all coming together. Um, with the understanding of each other 
but first and foremost, God understanding who he is, you know? So yeah, come out and check out Unity Worship if you need my church. Indeed. Child, thank you so much for your transparency. You know, I'm just, I'm one of those people that just a, a, just a big ball of personality, but I'm so sealed right now to the plate. I, I could just explode. And it's taking a whole lot to just contain all that I'm feeling. Um, this has just been so juicy, you know, uh, such a uh, wonderful interview to be able to, you know, uh, be a part of. And I just want to thank you. For those of you that are listening, Motivation Mondays, quote, even if I knew that tomorrow the world would go to pieces, I would still plant my apple tree. That's by Martin Luther King, because we know who holds the future. We know who holds our peace, our joy. Without him, we're nothing, y'all. We're nothing. We need him for complete healing. We need him from, for the beginning, for the middle, and the ending. So please, um, contact Chow, you know, uh, and get with Unity Worship in Cartersville if you are local. And if you're not, as she stated, you know, they stream. If you're on Facebook, you know, anywhere in the world, you can actually be a part of his positive message. And if you're looking for godly counsel at this point, he's the only one that I can witness to that's doing so great. Y'all hit that brother up, Dr. Suspect Sebastian Holly. Right. He, he has he, he has um, he has a page. It's www.sebastianhollyministries.com. You can um, find his podcast and all types of different information to connect with him through there. Um, he also has different leadership uh, meetings and stuff that he'll bring to your church if you're having, um, if you're needing some type of rev, you know what I'm saying, some type of building when it comes to leadership. Just check out the website um, and then unityworship.org, I believe it is. Um, check out those websites and yeah, let's grow together, y'all. That's that's that's, that's right. The Let's just grow together. There's not a, a, a standard other than the Christ that we look upon. Um, and, and we just got to grow and challenge ourselves to get past the mentality of thinking that what we've been taught is it. We have to challenge everything we've been taught. Unlearn and relearn, guys. That is a part of like the healing that. process. I like that. Unlearn and relearn. That belongs to child, y'all. You can't have that. Listen. Actually, I think that one belongs to Pastor Holly. <laughs> I think okay. But we don't want to take yeah. nothing from nobody. Please forgive yeah. me. But uh, child, thank yeah. you for your time. Thank you so much for the part two. Ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. you can't heal unless you reveal. I'm Coach Deb. Remember to love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. Have an amazing day. You deserve it. Thank you, Doc.